I've changed mics. I'm no longer a pop star. Um, Anyway, you kind of wonder what you have done in a previous life, if you believe in that kind of stuff, when, as a single person, you get asked to do a talk about relationships on Valentine's Day. That's like rubbing your nose in it, isn't it? But anyway, but I got really excited this week. Um, Well, it was on Friday, and I thought... (laughs) I thought a surprise had come through my door. I thought, oh, wow, I've got a Valentine's card. So this this came through my door. I know you can't see what it says, but on the front it says, from your secret admirer. And I was like, no way. This is unbelievable. Not only have I got a card, but it's come a day early. I was so, I literally was, I was so excited. So I opened it up and inside it said... Your perfect property partner. (laughs) Advertising if you want to rent out your house. So that was great. Um, (laughs) Classic. Um, There's also this really weird thing. I I, I know there's a bunch of people in here who are friends with me on Facebook. I know you're intrigued by this story. And some of you have heard this story before. Um, But a weird thing happened to me last year. Uh, which was this. I had to phone British Gas. Has anyone ever had that experience here? Where you phone British Gas in the vain hope that you might speak to someone to fix something. And um, what happened was I had tried to pay my bill online and it just would, kept shutting me out. I couldn't, couldn't access that um, uh, ability to do that. Anyway, so I eventually got through to this man on British Gas uh, phone line. And I said to him, I'm having some trouble. I just really want to pay my bill. That's all it is. I can do it. I have money. It's not a problem. So I gave him all my details, and he went through them again. And then he said, oh, we seem to, <laughs> seem to have a problem. According to our records, you're dead. <laughs> it's one of those great moments where you're stood there going... No, actually, I'm pretty sure I am alive right now as I'm speaking to you. Anyway, um, you come to do a talk on living life fully, and it's got that bit on the end that says, as a single person. Um, And actually, you can have a bit of an experience where, as a single person, you can kind of do life as if you are actually dead. You don't do it fully. You don't do it as someone who is truly alive. You kind of go through life like the walking dead, if you're not careful. But I want to, I want to just take a moment to be honest with you about a few things, about what it is to be sometimes the person who's single, okay? Um, I want you to know, if, you, if you're in a relationship and if you're married, okay, I want you to hear these things. Firstly, Single people are supremely talented, supremely talented. The reason is we have to do everything ourselves. Um, Washing, ironing, DIY, the whole shebang. So if you need anything doing, okay, ask a single person because they're, you know, supremely talented. However, I would say this, single people, we have the same amount of energy as married and people in relationships, so don't bleed us dry, that kind of thing, you know. Holidays can be awkward. You know, when you're in a hotel and you're on your own and you walk into breakfast and people look at you and go, what's wrong with her? 
She's on her own. There must be something weird about her. It can also be true that single people often feel, honest, honest, single people often feel a lack of intimacy, which can make us feel sometimes a little less human. Those of you in relationships, you know the last time your partner or your spouse or your wife or husband touched you. For many single people, that's something that never happens. Maybe someone who's been widowed, someone who's lost someone, someone who's gone through a divorce. Something that maybe was there for them at one point is no longer there. But being single does mean that you get to eat all your own pudding. Just saying. Um, I've noticed when you go out for a meal with people in, in relationships, they're like, should we share? Yes, let's share. Or, no, I'll order a pudding. This is normally the guy. I'll order the pudding. And then the partner says, oh, no, 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 I don't want any. And then the pudding comes. And the partner and the other partner, they all eat the pudding together. And they're really unhappy about it because they really both wanted a whole one. So, but the good news is, if you're single, you never have that. You just get to eat the whole shebang. Anyway, I also want to say some other things, though. And it's this, and I'm going to sit down to do this bit. And the hoop, which Josiah loved playing with, which is great. So did Steve, if anyone saw that bit going on. Um, There's some other things that I want to say as well about being single and about what can happen. I think there are some things that can really trip you up. Some things that can really trip you up. I really love sport. I love watching sport, but I like playing as well. I like joining in. But one of the things that can stop people who aren't in a relationship is that you spend your whole time in the stands watching and you forget There's the whole of life for you to join in with and step out of the stands and to get in the game. Or we can live in freeze frame, waiting for something to happen, waiting for something good to come and not really living. But I want to suggest to you that we should be people who say, Yes. Yes. People who say yes to all the opportunities. The other thing that can happen, that can trip people who aren't in relationships up when it comes to living life fully is playing a bit of game of hide and seek. You know when you're a kid, maybe some of you like to do this still, the older people in the room. You know hide and seek, what a great game where basically there's two things. You run, and then you hide, and it's real fun, and someone chases you down, and if you're really good, then you're the last person to be found. Sometimes, one thing that trips people up who are single is that they live their lives like a game of hide and seek, except all they do is hide, and all they do is run. 
Our singleness can enable us to run away from stuff. And our singleness can cause us to run into some bad choices and some bad decisions. So we have to choose to say yes. And sometimes we have to choose to say stop running. And sometimes when you're single, you hide behind a protective wall that can push other people away. And it enables us to keep others out. And what happens is we become hardened and we can become bitter and we can even become angry. I love this poem. Partly because it's so short. (laughs) But it says this. Stay soft. It looks beautiful on you. Stay soft. It looks beautiful on you. And often in life what happens to us is we don't stay soft. Instead what happens to us is we transfer the hurt that we feel or the pain that we feel or the disappointment we feel onto others. And that has an impact on us. But what we need to do is pursue our vulnerability. Pursue our vulnerability. One of my favorite people in the world, someone called Brené Brown, says this, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. So, pursue a growing vulnerability. Go into the places where things aren't as they should be. Why? Because you will become whole as you go there. Why? Because it's the greatest sign of courage and strength you can ever display. Another thing that trips us up is looking for intimacy in all the wrong places. See, sometimes we can think that intimacy comes through sex and physical behavior. It means we end up making some mistakes, which we all do. But here's the truth. Relationships won't answer all of those questions and longings that you have about intimacy. It can't. It's not meant to. But we need to learn to be people who put being selfless above being selfish, learning to live life fully, being intentional and making some really great choices. A few weeks ago, Danielle did a brilliant talk about community. But I want to say to all of us in the room that one of the things we need to learn to do is surround ourselves with relationships of people who think bigger than just themselves. People who think beyond just their own self, their own partner, 
their own relationship. Last uh, two weeks ago when I was speaking, after the sermon, I was talking to someone after the service, and this um, very, very kind person, I was holding Reuben Chalk, um, Stephen Corney's second grandchild, and uh, this lady asked me, she said, is that your grandson? <laughs> I was holding baby Reuben, and I laughed, and then I thought, how rude! And then I thought, do you know, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. In fact, isn't that a great thing to be told? Is that your grandson? You have to surround yourself with other people who think beyond just themselves. Another little taster of my life. Here's another little person who's part of my life who messaged me this. Hello, would you be able to take me to get a hamster today or sometimes this week? Love, boo. I love getting stuff like that. Sometimes as single people, what we do is we retrench. But there are relationships out there with other people who think beyond themselves And it's those relationships that open up our own lives. Sometimes we have friendships only with people who are in the same status as us. Think about your friendship circles. Are they made up of people just the same as you? The next thing we need to do is realize that there's a great opportunity for a different lifestyle choice. You can be brave in your choices. You can be really brave in your choices. You can do whatever you want to do. Be bold in the choices that you make. I uh, used to live in uh, Derby. Before I've worked for Oasis now for 18 years. And I met Steve in 1994. And we talked a bit. And then in 95, we talked some more. And then in 97, I was in a position where I could just give up my blossoming teaching career to come and work for Oasis for no salary, which is a really tempting offer. <laughs> Best decision I ever made. You can be brave and you can be bold and you can make some great choices. Next thing, sometimes single people, we can be really dull. (laughs) We can be really uninteresting. We're not very fascinating people sometimes. So we need to learn to be people who are so fascinating, so interesting have so much to think through and talk about. And we need to choose costly. I was talking to Danielle recently. We were comparing how expensive particular months were for giving gifts and birthday presents to all the people who are part of your lives. When you're a single person, it's really easy to be incredibly selfish and hold it all in. But actually, you can choose 
to live a costly way, to share what you have, to share your resources, to choose a car that isn't about your own status and ego, but is about the fact that other people can fit in it. To choose to live in a particular house and a particular setup that other people can come and be part of that with you. It's an incredible, incredible opportunity. Your life, love it. From the hurt to the wonder, from the bone to the flower, love it. With everything you've got, it's yours. And then... I think we have to become sexy on the inside. Love that phrase, become sexy on the inside. Someone said this, sexy is when you feel good to be in your own skin. And too many of us feel manipulated or are manipulated by others to feel and look a particular way. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for surface or casual or compliance or fitting someone else's rule book. Wait for what is best. Don't feed what is not. But here's the thing, really. Everything I've just said, yeah, it's about people who aren't in relationships. Everything I've just said, every single bit of it is about whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you've got a boyfriend, whether you've got a girlfriend. Cut the single bit out. This is about how to live life fully, all of us. I hate the fact that the talk was how to live fully as a single person. The question is, how do we live life fully? All of that stuff I've said, it's about all of us. Every choice that we make. It's about our own homes. It's about our own finances. It's about how we are all sexy on the inside. It's about everything that I've spoken about. And it is about all of us. Why? Because Jesus in John 10 verse 10 says this. I have come that you might have life in all its fullness. You might have life in all its fullness. And we have to stop living our lives. Every single one of us, we have to stop living our lives by comparison, by some kind of, well, look at how amazing that is because they're married. Hey, spend some time with some married people, if that's what you think, and find out what it's really like. And those of you who are married who sometimes say to people like me, who happens to be single right now, oh, I wish I was single like you. Hey, no, you don't all the time, seriously, because it's horrible sometimes when you feel like the leper. The grass is not greener. The task is to become fully you, fully alive. Why? Because that's what Jesus said. Life in all its fullness. Don't live ever with an if only. Live fully. 
And if you're into Facebook, start calling it fake book. It's a showreel that you see of other people's lives. It's a showreel. Our job for all of us is to live with a greater understanding and greater appreciation of one another. I love my married friends and I love my single friends and I love my friends who aren't even sure what they're in. And I love my friends who are in partnerships. And I, Why? Because it adds this richness to everything about my life. But know this, and I love this quote from dear old Mr. Bell. The premise of the scriptures is that you are able to connect with God and serve God in ways that those who are married can't. The tilt <laughs> is for being single, not away from it. Just saying. <laughs> the tilt is for being single, not away from it. So you discover these amazing moments in the scripture where Jesus is talking. He's talking about divorce in Matthew 19. And then we get onto this little conversation about eunuchs. And you're like, what is going on? Well, Jesus starts to say, um, they can think more about the kingdom of God, the eunuchs. And, you know, this was at a time, Jesus is saying these things, where people who were eunuchs were seen as the outcast. They're the ones who were either deformed, which was a shame on them, they were the excluded. They were seen as less because they couldn't have children. And Jesus goes, those ones, those ones, they bring in the kingdom of God. The tilt is that you can connect with God and there's something deep and something profound in there that we all need to wrestle with. What's it all about when it comes to this? I know what you guys need to get Josiah for his next birthday, by the way. This. All of us, whatever our status, wherever we are, what really matters is what we're standing on. What really matters is what we center ourselves on. When Peter read to us earlier, he read that verse, didn't he, in, in just near the end of the passage, which talks about that God made male and female in his likeness. And when he'd done it, he goes, this is so good. You're an image bearer. We are image bearers. Whether we are married, single, separated, widowed, divorced, whatever we find ourselves in, whether this is how we want to be, whether this is a choice we made, whether this isn't how we want it to be. Why? Teshlim, we are image bearers. The Hebrew word, you are an image bearer. But for many of us, we simply don't live like this is our story. Very quickly, and I'm going to say a swear word, so I'm warning you now, okay? It's important, I'm going to say it once, then I'm just going to say the letter S after that, okay? There's this thing called a shitty first draft, an SFD. The brain that you have in your head and that I have is wired for story. 
we will always try and make meaning out of everything that's going on. We look for beginnings and middles and endings. And if we can't find the ending, then our brains will create a story for us. A story that is probably untrue. Here we go. The reason I'm not in a relationship is because I'm not lovable. The reason my marriage broke down is because I am dot, dot, dot. The reason for this is because I am useless. And that SFD becomes the narrative that pumps away in our heads the whole time. And they rob us of life. They take life from us. So what we have to do is we have to get really curious, every single one of us. Some of us are in marriages and we have this SFD going on the whole time about our worthiness and our acceptability and our lovability. Some of us are single and we've got a whole narrative going on in our heads about what that means for us. We have to get curious and we have to get into what is that story and to realize that what matters actually is this. That you and me, every single one of us, was made in the image of God and that is the truth on which our whole of our lives stands. So, trust God's presence within. Every single one of us. Let's lean into that. Invest in that. Go inside into who you are and explore that and go outside and build the best relationships with the most diverse crowd you can. Love what's inside and love what is outside, serving those who are in need, serving those around you. Reach in to who you are and reach out. Why? Because it is God that we are serving and it is God that we are following. The one who whispers to every single one of us, you're made in my image. And that is what matters.